Okay, are you ready? Have you come expecting Sandy? I know you have. I know you have because, you know, we got to come to church on purpose with a purpose. With the expectation that it's a new day, that God has something for me today. You know, God is not about wasting our time, Joe. He doesn't want to waste our time. He knows we got things to do, places to go, people to see, right? He knows what it's like. So he brings us here for a purpose. He calls us here, I should say. We bring ourselves, right? We're obedient to that call, hallelujah. He calls us here because we do need to know the difference. He calls us here for a purpose. So we have to come with that expectation that like on the edge of my seat, listening for the connection. You know, you're going to hear a lot of stuff. A lot of words are going to be said in this next amount of time. (laughs) I was expecting to see a countdown. That's why there's no countdown. So however long I'm up here, you're going to hear a lot of things. And words are just going to, you know, they're going to go floating by, right? You're going to hear some things. They're going to go over your head. They're going to go through, you know, one and out the other, right? But then there's going to be the thing, the word. I heard it in pre-service prayer. One word from God is all you need in order to make this worthwhile, So I hope that you are listening, watching, waiting, expecting that for that one thing. And hallelujah, you know, uh, Tim gave us the metaphor of the tap. Well, I'm not going to say you can only expect to hear one thing. But we know because of the goodness of God. And if we, come, if we come with that expectation, that expectation is going to smack into the goodness of God and we're going to get that word that's going to make all the difference in our lives today, which then what do we do? We don't sit on it, but we take it out. And that's how a world is transformed. As ABC, one, two, three, simple as that is, that's how we change the world. So we are blessed in Jesus' name. Say, I am blessed blessed. to be in this house, house. to sit in this seat, to breathe this air. I'm blessed to be here, and I am expecting to receive my word in Jesus' name. So, Father, we're excited, Holy Spirit. We're ready to go, Lord. We've come expecting, God. We know you're here. We're confident you're here. We believe you're here. We expect that you are here with us. You're always here with us, God. And we know your nature. We believe your nature. We expect your nature. One, two, three, God, that you are good. And that you always have something wonderful to say. And so, Father, I'm ready. I know you're ready. I know the people are ready. So in the name of Jesus, let's light it up. Hallelujah. Okay, 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 okay. So 
Uh, the Lord, obviously, you know, since I knew that I was going to stand in this place, has been, you know, there's, things have been percolate, percolating, right? And then, I, I love it when this happens, I come to church on Wednesday night. Raise your hands if you were here Wednesday night. Okay, Wednesday night was awesome, okay? Was awesome. And so I'd listen, and I sat, and I watched, and, you know, Pastor Alex, so I laughed, right? <laughs> we're so blessed to have the variety of ministers in this house, are we not? And so, and then I heard it, Sandy. Probably going to be saying your name a lot because you're sitting right there. <laughs> so you have to listen. Because you know I might call you up here. <laughs> I, I felt that bounce. <laughs> and I heard the word. And the word was so big in me that I couldn't contain it to the effect that I had to get up and move. And that word was, and I know a lot of you who were here remember it. If you weren't here, I strongly encourage you to listen to that word, okay, from Wednesday night, Pastor Alex. He said, we are limitless. Do you remember that? We are limitless. Say, I am limitless. I am limitless. I am limitless. So I took that word because for some reason, that word was it for me. And I went home with that word, and I started to just confess that word. I am limitless. I am limitless. I am limitless. And, you know, if you know anything about me, I was like, okay, Lord, I am limitless. What does that look like? I am limitless. So I'm saying I want to say it, and I want to see it. I want to engage every part of who I am, spirit, soul, and body, into this process. So I am limitless. I am limitless. I was having a little bit. I'm just going to let you in on my little meditation time here, right? And I was having a bit of a time. Because if you know anything about me, and if you've ever sat in meditation together with me and whoever you're blessed to have as an intercessor, that um, I have this thing about everything's got to be in the affirmative. And so I was like, I am limitless. I am limitless. Okay, that wasn't, it's just mm, limitless, limitless. I'm endless. Maybe I'll try that. If I'm limitless, I, maybe I'm endless. I'm endless. So I am endless. I am endless, right? I am boundaryless. No, I am boundaryless. I am without ban boundaries. I am without limits. I am without, right? And it wasn't working. Because all I saw were limits, boundaries, and, and ends. Okay? So I'm like, oh, Lord, I need your help, Holy Spirit. Because I know it's true. I know it's true that I am limitless. I know it is. Okay? Are you hearing me? I know it is. Okay? Spirit, soul, and body. I know it is. And so I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me to take it to the Lord. I'm confident that I, that I can take that because I know it's true because Pastor Alex said it's true, so it must be true. So I'm like, Lord, Holy Spirit, I need your help. So he says to me, you are infinite. But you know what happened to me? I was like, can I say that? Like, is that like... 
Am I wrestling with God and trying to take his place if I say that I'm infinite? I have to admit, that bounced off of me. I know that I'm eternal. I know that I'm eternal. I am a spirit. I am born again. I've already died. I'm, I'm eternal. But when he said to me, you are infinite, I had a problem with that. I actually had to look it up in the dictionary to see if it was okay to say that about myself. And guess what infinite means? Limitless. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I located an issue. Somewhere along the way, someone must have told me, or I through perception told myself, that only God is infinite. And that we as human beings are finite. And somewhere along the way, I latched onto that and I believed that. And how many of you know that is preventing me from walking in the fullness of my destiny? Because a person who truly believes that they are infinite, that they are without limit, that they are without boundaries. Well, you got to know, they just do things differently than people who don't believe that. And so that's the thing that I took from Wednesday night. And again, I want to encourage you to be sitting metaphorically or literally, if you want, Sandy and Joe, on the edge of your seat, listening for the thing because God, even though I'm one person speaking to all of you, he is going to personalize this, and the message has already begun. It's already begun. Because what Pastor Alex was, was ministering on Wednesday, and even what Minister Jenny was ministering at the time of the offering, it is all just beautifully flowing into what the Lord is wanting to do. Right? Uh, so I forgot to tell you the rest of the story. Hallelujah. I looked it up. I'm like, okay, it's okay. I can say it because it means limitless. And Pastor Alex said I'm limitless, so it must be true. So, okay, I'm, limit, I'm, I'm, I'm infinite, right? And so I'm like, okay, Lord, show me infinite. This is what we're going to talk about today. I, I should probably just come right out and say it. So saying and seeing. That's what we're going to talk about today. So the saying, right, we know the power of I am. But the, I think if I could sum up the one thing that the Lord wants to share with you today is seeing the power of I am. Engaging as we are a triune being. So, so God is the Trinity, a triune being. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I am created in the image of God. I'm a triune being, spirit, soul, and body. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. And what the Lord has been working on, remember I have to finish the end of that story, but what the Lord has been working on with me lately is seeing the distinction. You know, when, you, when we are born again, or anyone is born again, you get a new spirit. Your spirit is recreated brand new. But we get the same Soul, we, have, we still have the same soul, and we still have the same body. 
And the foundational scripture for today is in Romans 12 too. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have to do the renewing of the mind part. You know, Romans was written to believers. People with a new spirit. Totally new, totally brand new. Holy Spirit filled, born again believers. And he's saying, you got to renew your minds. And in, in the first verse 1, 12, in uh, Romans 12, 1, he talks about presenting your bodies, right, as acceptable to the Lord. So we, new spirit, same body, same mind. Right? And so the Lord has really been talking to me about be aware of the difference between the three parts of who you are. You know, most people, Christians too, walk around and they're like, this is just me. This is me. They, you know, they don't, right? This is me. It's, I'm one. I'm just like one person. But we don't really practice the separation, right? We know that the, tr the Trinity of God is three different personalities, part all one, but three different personalities. And there's a distinction between the three, is there not? And so we have a distinction between our three parts. But we have to practice on purpose this awareness. Does that make sense? So back to my story. When I asked the Lord to show me infinite, he showed me, he showed me a picture of me moving back and forth between the two realms. And I, I, that's weird. Like, I, you know, haven't done that before. So that's totally new to me. But that's what this is about. Renewing, making my mind new, making my soul, which is where my mind is, new to what God has always seen about me. So God's always seen me moving back and forth between the two realms the natural realm, and the spiritual realm. I'm just, you know, if I do this work, if I do my part, then I will see it too. Does that make sense? So the, the cool part was that after he showed me that, I went into my notes for some reason, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you lead us, and I saw a prophecy from I don't know how long ago it was, and Pastor Alex prophesied over me, and that is one of the things that he prophesied over me, that I would move right back and forth between these two, these two realms. So it's so cool how this whole story unfolded, where I was sitting over there on Wednesday night in my seat, I heard the word limitless, I did something with it. I could have let it sit there and fade away. And it would have had no impact in my life. It would not have transformed me or renewed me or changed me in any way. But because I chose to take it and do something with it, you know, church is very practical. If we make it that way. And I took it home and I worked with it and it led me full circle, right? The Holy Spirit confirming something that he had said to me 
in a time of prophecy. Isn't that amazing? So good. Okay. Okay, so here we go. So when I say that I am strong, Alexa, interns, right? I am engaging my spirit. When I say, my spirit responds. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. When you say, right, you hear it, your faith builds, and faith is in your heart or in your spirit. Right? A, B, C, one, two, three. When I see it, my soul responds. So we do a lot of talking about saying, and we need to keep talking. We need to talk more. We need to keep confessing. We need to keep saying those I am statements, those rhema statements, over and over and over again. 20 times a day we heard in the morning with emotion, 20 times at night, okay? We need to keep, we need to keep saying, of course, we need to keep saying. But to be aware of this second part of who you are, this soul realm of who you are, we need to see it to engage the soul. Why is it important to engage the soul? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and your hope is built in your soul. That's mic drop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I don't have a countdown, so is that the time? That's the actual time, right? Okay. Okay. Okay, so do you see what I mean? And that's what God is saying. That's what, what God is saying to us. Do you see what I'm saying? Not only do you hear what I'm saying, spirit is engaged. Do you see what I'm saying when I say that you are strong? My soul is engaged. My hope is being built. Kenneth Copeland says, hope is a blueprint. If you think of a blueprint, like a house blueprint in the natural, as the metaphor, whatever is on that blueprint to the T, we know exactly where the doors are, we know exactly the size, the dimension of the rooms, we know the layout, we know everything exactly. I think you're a builder, right, Paul? Maybe not, okay. To, like, to the minutest, like, you got to know by probably even smaller than an inch, right? It's so detailed, the blueprint. So whatever is on here, the workers say, okay, this is the plan. We got to make this happen. What's on here shows up, ta-da, in however many days, 90 days, whatever, right? A house in the natural, Exactly. And guess what? When it's here in the natural, if you don't like it, too bad. You came up with the blueprint. So God, through this soul exercise, building our hope and developing the blueprint, is giving us an opportunity to decide what we want our life to look like in 90 days or down the road or in my future. Does that make sense? So we got to make sure that that blueprint is right on. 
What do you want your life to look like? How good do you want your life to look? How healthy do you want to be? How wealthy do you want to be? How wise do you want to be? How awesome do you want your relationships to be? How much money in your bank account? How much money do you want to write your checks out for when you give in the offering? Or give wherever you want to give? How many people do you want to bless? See, God, you know, God wants us to get this for us, but he's got a greater plan. We're part of a greater plan. That's what makes this so fun, right? We were created to serve. That's always the fun part of meditation and building your blueprint. Yeah, I, you know, I want to be wealthy because I don't want to have to, you know, worry about where my next meal's coming from. But the fun part of the blueprint is, what am I going to do with that wealth? (laughs) Who am I going to bless? How many checks for a kajillion dollars am I going to write out? Okay. You see what I'm saying? (sighs) Okay, so I have a wonderful list of items. Okay, so I'll tell you, I heard, uh, oh, this is so good. Okay, so I'm going to, like, just, you know, saying, seeing, saying, seeing, moving back and forth. And the body is, not a, is a follower. The body is not a leader. The body is a follower, okay? That's the other thing the Lord is, you know, I'm like all over the place in worship because, because the Lord has been really working with me on seeing this, this separation between the three parts of who I am. And so when I see myself doing this, then I do it. If I see myself coming to the front, I, I go, body goes to the front. Okay? When I see myself, you know, sometimes I'm like, I have no clue why I'm doing this, right? But if I see it, okay, the body follows. Why is that important? Because when my soul sees health, the body follows. When my soul sees a full bank account, the body follows. The body makes decisions and choices and does things, right? It, it chooses to follow. Jesus, thank you, Lord. So, uh, Joel Osteen said, talking about the I am, he said, whatever follows I am will follow you. Whatever follows I am will follow you. So I am fill in the blank has to be good. It has to be good. We have a choice, but we don't really have a choice. (laughs) If you want your life to be awesome, which I know everyone in here does and everyone who's listening, right, online, you want your life to be awesome, that's why we're here. We don't, we got to do this. We have to be more diligent. I am, if you have something bad to say, don't put I am before it. If you just can't stop from saying that thing that you know you shouldn't say, at least don't put I am before it. I am, why is is it so important, so powerful? Well, it's a name of God. So even if I don't pull it apart any more than that, by that very nature, it's got to be huge. It's the name of God. God says, I am that I am. 
things. So, um, yes, I am is an invitation. It opens a door. Ugh, sometimes that's like, uh, close that door, <laughs> right? It's an invitation. So we have to be really careful about how we address ourselves, how we speak of ourselves, what we say to ourselves over and over and over again. That's a form of meditation. When you, you know, over and over, you have a, a, a train of thought, a line of thinking pertaining to yourself that is not the greatest, that is not in line with what God would say about you. We have to stop that. There is no option. We have to stop that. I am and only good things in the blank. Only truthful things. Only things that are lovely, of good report, as the Bible says, can go in that blank. Amen? It's too important because it's not just about us. There are people waiting on the other side of you stepping into your destiny, which you will not step into. We know the Dr. Caroline Leaf continuum. You're not stepping in if you don't see it and believe it for yourself. Because actions, decisions, habits, they follow, right, what you think about and what you believe. So that's huge. So I am. Let's start with the first one. You know, Brother Hagen says that when you are born again, the first thing you need to know is who you are in him. You need to know your identity. You need to know, right, who you are, like Joel Osteen says, what you can do, what you can have, right, and who you are, because that's your identity in him. So I am a child of God is a good place to start. See it? I am a child of God. I am a daughter of God. I am a son of God. I am in God's family. Say it over and over again and see it to engage your soul over and over again. So what does it look like? Everybody just close your eyes right now. Let's make this real practical. I am a child of God. What does that look like for you? Engage your soul. See that done. See what it looks like to be a child of God. For you to be a child of God. I can't give you that picture. You have to get that directly from Holy Spirit. Because he knows the thing that's going to make the most impact on your soul. He knows you better than you know yourself. And that's why don't be alarmed if he uses things that are familiar to you because he knows that what you're doing in this process of building your hope is you're convincing yourself that this is who you really are. This is the real you. And so he will oftentimes use things that are familiar to you so that it has the most impact with you. Does that make sense? Good. Okay, so I am a child of God. I oftentimes just see myself just coming right up to a big, long, rectangular table, and there's a name card with my name, Joy, J-O-Y. 
in black letters on a white card, just sitting there, and I step up and just sit at the table, and I take my place. That's what it looks like to be a child of God. It doesn't have to be rocket science. Now, if you are a rocket scientist, your meditation is probably going to be very sciencey or mathematical because that's how you are wired. Okay? Mine are usually quite simple. Okay? But it's not the complexity that matters. It is how often you put that image on purpose in your soul. So, you know, I am loved by God. can be as simple as God just giving me a big bear hug. And you can do that all day, all day long. You can do it a million times a day. How, you know, that takes, how long did that take? A nanosecond. That is a form of meditation. There are other forms of meditation, but that's a form of meditation where you can just say and see. So when you are fighting a thought, and we all know the areas, and if you've been to Rhema, you already have a Rhema word. When you're fighting a thought, you can't fight a thought with the thought, so you say the truth, you rebuke the thought, you cast down that vain imagination. That thought is not higher than what God says in the name of Jesus. And you replace it with the truth. I am a child of God. If the enemy or if you yourself are trying to tell you that you don't belong, you know, people have history. There have been some things that have been said over people at vulnerable points in their lives by people usually in a position of authority, like a coach, a teacher, a mentor, a parent, that have said things, you know? I've heard testimonies of teachers saying, you will never be an A student. Man, that goes deep. And then that stays with a person. And while I'm on that, I mean, Walt Disney was told that he wasn't creative. You are not creative, Walt Disney. It's a good thing he didn't take that to heart. It's a good thing he didn't meditate on that, but he chose to say, step aside, and he meditated on what Disney World would look like. Elvis Presley was told he can't sing. You can't sing, Elvis. They actually said, that's what I read, you should go back to being a truck driver. Thomas Edison was told, Thomas, I hate to tell you, but you're too stupid to learn. Einstein was told by teachers that he was too slow. This makes me want to cry. It makes me want to cry. Because you know what? It turned out well for them. It turned out well for them, but that's not the case with most people. They are more of an exception. And so we need to, for those of us who are, this is where we're so blessed to have the Rhema meditation process in this house. We need to get into those appointments and we need to see, some of this stuff is buried and it's been shoved down and you've, you've said positive things and confessed things over and over, which is wonderful, but it's just been packed on top of that lie that you've never uncovered. 
Some of you don't consciously remember, but we know the subconscious never forgets. You don't consciously remember the things that were said that are having an effect on you today. Why can't I get ahead? I come to church. I'm even reading my Bible. I go to prayer. Why am I still, you know, scrimping and scratching and saving or whatever that expression is? I ain't got no money. I'm doing these things because we have to deal with these things that have been spoken over us. You are, and the person internalizes it as I am. Ugh. Can you just like, that's the metaphor the Lord gave me. When you say I am, listen for the gavel. When you say I am, I can't even say it. When a person says, I am, and they put something bad in there, it's like you are sentenced, the judge's gavel, to whatever it is you say after I am. We're so blessed in this house that we can continue to work on spirit, soul, and body. That we don't just get born again. I mean, hallelujah, just getting born again is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But we get to not only go to heaven, but live like heaven on earth because of the renewing of the mind process. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So the last thing then is, I love the story of Gideon, but the thing that struck me the most about him is when the angel of the Lord came to him, the first thing he said to him was, Gideon, you are brave. And I thought, oh, like, you know, Lord, you could have said, okay, Gideon, hi, how's it going? Got all the pleasantries out of the way. And then you could have said, this is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to go. And this is how I want you to do it. But he didn't do that. He managed the expectation from the get-go. And he said, Gideon... You are brave. And he addressed the issue right from the start. The power of I am. The power of us knowing the fullness of who we are. Saying it to engage the spirit and seeing it to engage the soul. Amen? So, Father, we thank you. It's simple, but it works. And we're so grateful that it's simple because that means we all can do it. Even a child can do it, God. We thank you for this process that you've given to us, God, because you love us. Because you don't want to just leave us here on this earth to squander. No, 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 no. You're too good for that. Because you want us to live the life of our dreams. You want us to live a life worth living. You want us to live a life of impact. Holy Spirit, show us impact. Show us what it looks like to have impact. Show us what it looks like, Holy Spirit, to have influence. What does it look like to be a person of influence? What does it look like to be a person who brings change? What does it look like to be a person who brings transformation. 
We thank you, Lord. Thank you for this process of exercising our soul. A soul workout. We need it. And we welcome it. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name.